Hello, this is Mark with Immigration Consciousness. And I'm here today to talk about the current ban on travel to people living in India. And I'm quoting an article from the New York Times from today that's called, They Live in the U.S., But They're Not Allowed to Come Home. Thousands of immigrants who live in the United States on temporary visas and traveled to India in recent weeks have been stranded there under the Biden administration's travel ban. In early April, Payal Raj accompanied her family to India to renew the visas that permit them to live in the United States. She and her husband waited until they had been vaccinated, carefully preparing their paperwork according to the advice of their immigration lawyers. But the visa itself would soon strand her in India indefinitely, separating her from her husband and daughter in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Our family is in a crisis, said Ms. Raj, who is one of thousands of immigrants stuck in India, in part because of the Biden administration's restriction on most travel from the country, meaning that temporary visa holders are explicitly barred from re-entering the United States. Every morning is a struggle. The restrictions issued as a devastating surge in coronavirus cases have overwhelmed India in recent weeks, prohibit Ms. Raj and others like her from returning to their homes, families, and jobs in the United States. Even those exempt under the ban are in limbo as the outbreak forces the U.S. Embassy and consulates to close, leaving many with no clear path home. Ms. Raj's husband, Yogesh Kumar, an operations manager for a multinational corporation, lives in the United States on an H-1B visa or a temporary permit for highly technical foreign workers. As dependents, Ms. Raj and their daughter hold H-4 visas, which allow temporary workers to be, bring immediate family and must be renewed about every three years at an embassy or consulate outside the United States. Mr. Kumar and his daughter, Sanvi Kumar, renewed their visas, but Ms. Raj was asked to submit biometrics and complete an in-person interview, both of which would not be completed until after the travel restrictions went into effect two weeks ago. As the primary breadwinner, Mr. Kumar said his employer would not allow him to work from India indefinitely, given that some aspects of his job required in-person interaction. He returned to Tennessee with Sanvi, leaving Ms. Raj behind in Bangalore, India. If he quits his job, we won't have any means to sustain ourselves, Ms. Raj said of her husband, whose income also supports both their parents. But in the middle of all this, I'm sitting here away from my family for I don't know, months, years? The White House did not respond to questions about the restrictions on travel from India, but a State Department representative described them as appropriate public health measures that are critical to defeating the coronavirus. The pandemic is a global issue and it will not be over for anyone until it's over for everyone, the representative said in a statement. But critics say that the exemptions to the travel ban are unevenly applied and still risk spreading the virus. American citizens and permanent residents, for instance, can travel freely while people who are fully vaccinated, test negative or quarantined before and after flying cannot. The administration has not indicated when or under what circumstances it would lift the restrictions. They put the same blanket ban for India that they were using in the Trump administration, said Greg Siskind, an immigrant lawyer 
who is suing the Biden administration over the State Department's inability to issue visas in countries experiencing lockdowns. This was the same style ban that President Biden said last March was ineffective and was a bad idea. The United States has restricted entry from a number of countries, but the most recent ban has had a disproportionate effect on Indians in the United States, given that Indian citizens claim more than two-thirds of HB1 visas issued each year, including those on other kinds of non-migrant visas. Immigration lawyers estimate that thousands of Indians living in the United States have been affected. Some traveled to India when coronavirus case counts were low to renew their visas or see family. Others went to care for sick or dying relatives. Now some are unable to secure even emergency appointments to renew their visas at the embassy in New Delhi or any of the four U.S. consulates in India. In late April, Gaurav Chahan traveled to Agra to care for his father, who was hospitalized with the coronavirus. He is now separated from his wife and two children who live in Atlanta. As a parent of American citizens who are minors, Mr. Chuhan is exempt from the ban, but he has been unable to make an emergency appointment on the State Department's website to renew his visa. His employer, a software company, has temporarily allowed Mr. Chuhan, who works in human resources, to do his job overseas, but others in similar situations say they have been asked to leave their jobs. If you are certain that in two or three months things are going to be normal, we are going to get a visa issued. You have at least a timeline of when you are going to see your family, Mr. Chahan said. But the uncertainty, that's the thing that's killing us. Since the beginning of the pandemic, American embassy and consulate closings have bottlenecked visa processing. In early April, 76% of consulates were still fully or partially closed according to the analysis of State Department data by the Cato Institute, a libertarian think tank. Such shutdowns should not stop visa processing, Mr. Siskin said, pointing to other immigration agencies that had successfully adopted to remote work and exceptions to in-person document submission. One of the issues with the State Department for the last 14 months is their lack of imagination in terms of how to change their procedures in a pandemic. Mr. Siskin said, they have, for example, not switched to video interviewing, which is something that they have statutory authority to do. The State Department acknowledged that services are limited at U.S. outposts in India, but said that it would make every attempt to continue to honor approved emergency visa appointments. The department could not provide a specific date for when other visa services would be resumed. Abhirham, A professor in Broward County, Florida, whose wife and three-year-old daughter remain outside Hyderabad after visiting family in January, said he did not fault the government for enforcing travel restrictions to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. But the situation has made him consider whether to stay in the United States. Every day, my daughter asks me, Daddy, where are you? said Abirham, who asked to be identified only by his middle name. I do feel sometimes like going back to my home country rather than dealing with this. But for Mrs. Raj and her family, home is Hendersonville, Tennessee. Our whole day-to-day life was interacting with our neighbors, going and visiting friends, getting together for backyard parties. It's been wonderful, she said. I don't want to uproot our lives. This is from an article that came out today in the New York Times called They Live in the U.S., but they're not allowed to come home. This issue 
has not just been a problem with India, it's been a problem in other countries as well over the years. And the coronavirus, of course, has made it even more difficult. So on a future podcast, not only will we be talking about what's happening with the visas, but how the coronavirus has affected it. But I just wanted to give my listeners an idea of kind of what's going on right now uh, in the Biden administration. And it's a very difficult situation because no one really knows what the best course of action is. Um, this is a, a worldwide problem, especially because coronavirus affected everyone in the world. And with our limitations that we already have on visas and people's fear of people co coming into this country, that they may spread the disease or whatever, it has become a very controversial and a very sticky subject, so to speak. And I just want my listeners to understand what the situation is from the standpoint of what the Biden administration is trying to do to lift some of the restrictions, very strict restrictions that the Trump administration put into place. But the Biden administration is, is slowly trying to lift a lot of those and they already have. If you have any questions, please contact me at immigrationconsciousness.com at gmail.com or go on my Facebook group page, Immigration Consciousness, and give me your feedback on, um, you know, what can be done to help this. I think it's going to be a long process. It's not going to bring change overnight, but I want people to understand the kind of things that people are going through. And it's not just people in Mexico, it's people from India and Africa. They're all being affected by our immigration laws and policies here in the United States. Until next time, this is Mark with Immigration Consciousness. Have a great day.